Spring football begins on Saturday, and we're going to talk all about every storyline you're going to want to watch as BC prepares for the 2022 season. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Friday, everyone. All of you in the Northeast, hopefully you survive a, uh, another um, snowstorm. Hopefully this will be the last one because spring football is right around the corner. And for Boston College, the, the days of the bubble are gone. You know, uh, it was only five or six years ago now that BC used to play under that bubble on Alumni Stadium and there'd be a snowstorm and it would collapse. Well, they get to stay in the nice plush fish field house and get ready for the 2022 season. So this is exciting because we've now been off for football since the beginning of December. Obviously, the military bowl was canceled because of COVID, and we haven't seen BC since they lost to Wake Forest right after Thanksgiving. So what are some of the big storylines heading into this season? And there's going to be about five of them heading in um, that we're going to start to watch for. First of all, the big storyline is going to be that offensive line. Four offensive linemen for Boston College are gone. Tyler Vrabel, Alec Lindstrom, Zion Johnson, and Ben Petrula are all headed to the NFL, or hopefully for the NFL, which leaves Boston College with Christian Mahogany on his own little island. Well, Christian Mahogany, as I've said before, is good enough to be a, a offensive lineman to build around. He was excellent last year and one of the best on the team, so... I think he's a good start, but you have to worry a little bit. There's going to be four other offensive linemen who really haven't had a ton of playing time around him. And with a new coach at offensive line, the names that you may assume could have been the starters for this year could change because Dave DeGuglielmo, he may have more of a style that he's looking for than what Matt Applebaum was looking for. So you might see some surprises in there. And there's a ton of names of players that you could be looking for. Now, Drew Kendall, he's going to be the probably go-to center. I think he'll. I think that one's one you could probably etch in stone. Unless he gets blown out of the water. Dwayne Alec is another one. He's a redshirt freshman or a sophomore at this point. Uh, he's also a center from what I've heard. But I, I have to imagine Kendall will be the starting center heading into 2022. So he'll be one you're going to want to watch for. Then, at the guard position... You have a couple names to watch for. You have Finn Durstein, who everyone's been asking. You know, he's a four-star recruit. You know, who is he ready to be that starter finally? I know he's been banged up for a couple years, but he's always been on the two deep. Is this finally the year that he jumps into the starting lineup? Or will BC keep Ozzie Trapillo at guard? Now, Trapillo is built like a tackle, but if you look at the depth at tackle, I feel like they have more uh, options at tackle, so they might want to move Trapillo over to that guard position. So he'll be someone that is, that is a name. And I, I think Trapillo will start somewhere next year. Whether that's guard or tackle, I'm not sure. Again, he's 6'8". And usually you put your 6'8 guys at tackle. So I'm guessing they'll move him over. But if you have another guard, you know, either you're going to have to slide a tackle over or go with a name that maybe you're not so familiar with. So maybe someone like Blarim Rastemi, who's been on the roster. He's going to be a junior next year. He's 6'3". He's the perfect size for a guard. He could have a big off uh, spring and, and, and blast his way up. Then you look at the tackle positions. As I said, 
I'm going to go ahead and reckon, guess that that Trapillo will play at tackle this year. I think he will be a guy that um, they're going to want to do. Now, there's a bunch of other names. So Jack Conley is another tackle that uh, you guys all saw last year in that Syracuse game. He, uh, I think it was Syracuse, Syracuse or Louisville. He played a couple snaps and struggled bad. He had one of the he had the worst pro football focus grade um, in terms of blocking for BC all year long. He was yanked. They moved Sion Johnson over to to tackle um, in the middle of the game. Don't get too hard on him. He's going to be a junior. You remember, I I always go to Aaron Montero as a guy to watch as a guy that I use as a as a uh, a measuring stick because Montero was terrible his first couple years at BC, and then he figured it out and became a rock by the time he re- he he um, graduated. So Conley, you know, with a new defense offensive line coach, he could be someone to watch for. The other big one I've heard a lot about is Kevin Klein, not Kevin Pine, Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein came to BC huge, like like he was an under recruited guy from Florida. He's from um, Boca Raton. But he, I think he was like 6'6", 370 or something like that. Well, he's shed down the weight that he needs to. He's 6'6", 315. And from what I've heard, he's you know he's cracked the two deep. He's a name you're going to want to watch for. And I honestly, I know a lot of people have been asking about Kevin Pine, another four-star offensive lineman that they have. But I think Kevin Klein might be the name that you'd be watching for as a name that could potentially take that starting spot. So all of these different names... We're not going to be able to tell you who, but you know when you get to the spring game, you might get a better feel when they're all playing together on the line. Uh, you'll get a chance to see who you know who's with Christian Mahogany. But I wouldn't also be surprised if he you know uh, if Halfley and Jack McNulty make out two different lines and kind of mix them around during practice to see what works. So there could be a whole bunch of different things that could go on there. I think though the offensive line will be one that we're going to want to watch for because it, obviously the last two years. It under they underperformed. You had Zion Johnson and Alec Lindstrom and Christian Mahogany play well, but there was always it always didn't seem like it clicked as a, and meshed as a unit. They never seemed to play as like five really strong guys. They get all the all the press and all the hype, but it never really felt like the unit as a whole was elite. It always felt like there was you know Phil Jakovic was running for his life or they they couldn't run for two yards. So I think that just in itself to see how this group works, how this group. Uh, practices will be good. And, you know, again, a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about, and we'll get to hear from Halfley on how it's going, but the practices are closed, so we won't be able to see... It's like BC's thing. We won't be able to see specifically what they're doing, and Halfley wants to hide as much as he can because that's kind of his thing. He's already said he's going to do that. Um, So we won't be able to get that feel, but we'll get to see some of it in the spring game. We'll get to see some of these players and see what they can do. Now, in a moment, I'm going to talk a little bit about the quarterback position, because I think that is another important piece that will be something that we're going to need to watch for this offseason. March Madness is only X, is uh, sorry, a few weeks away. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual? Are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here, and we're running brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pickex. Both really fun in their own way. You gotta check them out. They have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks. All the stuff you won't find on those other sites like ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. 
Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for the, your families and friends. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Now, it's February, and most of us have given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not a re- really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the bi- best Built Bars in their best tasting bars. Puffs are the be- first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, including yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. They're going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. And they are delicious with 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Where are you going to beat that? You just can't. Compare that to a candy bar. It's not even a question. They have delicious flavors too, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think of a flavor might be good, they're going to make it. It'll be delicious and it'll be good to you. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. This is AJ Black. We are previewing spring football, which starts on Saturday in Chestnut Hill. And we'll get to start talking to some of the coaching staff and players again as they start to do their installation for fall football. Now, quarterback is a position that I think was one of the driving narratives in the 2021 season. You know, we don't need to go back and get into the whole Phil Jakovic and Dennis Grossell disaster, but they brought up some, uh, uh, there was a few things that I think that need to be addressed and that um, hopefully they'll have set up this season. First of all, Phil Jakovic. There's going to be a new offense there. And yes, it's probably going to be pretty similar, but I want to see how McNulty, John McNulty, the new offensive coordinator, tailors that offense to Phil Jakovic's style. Uh, You know, I want to see less of Jakovic having to improvise and run for his life and more of him in the pocket or designed runs so that he's not getting killed out there. Because Jakovic is a tough SOB. He is strong. He does those things, and that's great. We saw him make some fantastic plays last year. I, I just saw someone tweet out the Jermaine Johnson sack where he threw the ball basically over his shoulder for a catch. Uh, like backwards over his shoulder for a catch. But I don't want to see that all the time. Because two straight years, we've seen Dracovic go down with injuries. We saw him get hammered. I mean, last year was fluky. But the year before, he got banged up quite a bit. And... He needs to figure out ways to get those yards, do the things he does without getting clobbered, because it's gonna take t- it's gonna take some wear off his tires and make him less effective and put him in risk of getting injured. So, well, you know, when John McNulty, the new offensive coordinator, says that he's gonna add some college elements, I hope there's some r- run pass option in there, some RPO, because I think Jakovic could be really talent, really good with that, and some design zone reads and things like that. I think he, if you get him running and more of a design set, like we saw against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech had no clue how to stop him. 
If you add pieces of those elements in for Jakovic, he's going to be even more successful and even more dangerous because now you're you have to you have to guard against him throwing the ball, running the ball, all the different things. It really can stretch a defense. So I'm interested in the Jakovic piece and how they tailor this offense to him to keep him healthy and to you know maximize what he can do. Secondly, I want to see, and this is more you know the 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 background type of stuff. How they're going to replace the backup quarterback? Who who's going to step up? Now it seems to me Emmett Moorhead is going to be the backup quarterback heading into 2022. He was a true freshman last year, and he played uh, in one game last uh, a game, and then like a mop up duty like snap where he got sacked for a safety against Wake Forest. But he didn't, you know, he had that one really long pass to Zay Flowers, and then he looked like a deer in headlights for the rest of the game which isn't a fault of his own. He's a true freshman. He had, you know, very little experience other than playing as a junior in high school. You know, that's a lot to ask for a kid that age. And the staff clearly thinks a lot of him because they put him in that role to take over for Dennis Grossell, a guy that's played and started for three years. And, you know, I know he struggled last year, but they thought that Moore had had that. So, how are they going to get – I want to see the progression that Moorhead makes because there's a lot on his plate for next year. Phil Dracovic, as much as we don't want to talk about it, and it sucks that we have to, is injury prone. I mean, we it, either if it's fluky or it's because he gets hit, right? Last year was fluky. The year before was because he was getting banged up. The, the backup quarterback role needs to be ready to play. And, you know – I think more so than in 2021, my concern is that Moorhead won't be there yet. He's going to be a redshirt freshman. He's you know played like 25 snaps now. He's going to take some, he's going to, he, you know, he needs to be out there doing what Grossell did last year during practices. Like you read the practice reports and you hear about the practice reports from the spring and summer last year. It was all about Grossell and, and Djokovic. Now it's going to be Moorhead and Djokovic because... Not only do they have to get him ready as the backup, we got to start talking about what life is going to be like without Phil Dracovic because it's only one more season. That's only 12 more, 13 games, 15 if you want to say they're going to be national champions. I'm not going there, but that's what some of you might say. Um, but, you know, this is the – got to start now. you got to start now thinking about what your guy is going to be in 2023. And that sounds like it's going to be Emmett Moorhead, but you also have Peter Delaportis, you have Matt Reeve, you've got Dalen Menard, you've you know you got some guys on the roster that could do that. But it looks like it's Moorhead, and just seeing him develop, we're not asking him to be Phil Dracovic, but you know being able to recognize pressure, being able to set set his uh, schemes in front of him and audible and understand the playbook a little better and and. Uh, being able to take hits a little bit more than he did last year. All of those things, I think, are going to start to develop during these practices. So hopefully we'll you'll hear more about him having strong practices, making good passes, being electric, that kind of stuff, You're in, and starting to, to build his resume. So I think what you want to see from Moorhead <coughs> is more of what we saw out of Dennis Grossell, but with a higher ceiling, of course. Now... In a moment, we're going to wrap up our conversation about spring football, and I'm going to give you some uh, my last thought of one storyline that you're going to want to watch for. But football is over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. 
BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to their website today or use their mobile device to learn about their trends in action. Head on over to BetOnline, where the game starts. <clears throat> so spring football is uh, upon us. It's going to start tomorrow, and uh, Boston College will start to, you know, they're going to probably do some light stuff without pads, drills, things like that. But we'll get to also start talking to the staff and the players. And we talked in our first two segments about some of the storylines that you might want to watch for, which is the offensive line, the quarterback. I also love my favorite part of spring and summer football is to see the new names that pop up or names that jump up more than they had in years past. And you can go down the line and, and find those names of, of players that have really put themselves in the forefront of our discussions by their practice and, and some of the plays they made during during those practices. So names that I, from years past, <coughs> that came up during those practices, Cam Horsley, defensive tackle, uh, Jaden Williams, wide receiver, Taji Johnson, wide receiver. You heard about all of these guys at practice. Even Hunter Long a couple years ago uh, really solidified his name in the, the BC public discussion based off his practice play. So Boston College this offseason have had over a dozen players enter the transfer portal. Basically, most of the, and I don't want to say this in like a mean way, but like a lot of the upper class guys or grad students that just weren't going to fit on the two deep or needed to move on because there were younger guys still waiting to jump up those older guys kind of moved on. So you saw guys like uh, Jelani Galloway and C.J. Lewis and um, Tyler Days, Joseph Sparacio, Hugh Davis, even Aaron Bumeri. You know, all these guys were kind of spots. Either they weren't going to play or they were, you know, holding up the development of guys that needed to, to develop. So... This gives Boston College a lot of chances to fill in some of that too deep with names that maybe you're not as familiar with. And you can look up and down that roster and see guys that maybe will be worth watching this offseason. You look at off you look at like linebacker, right? So you're gonna have Cam Arnold and then Bryce Steele and Vinny De Palma. Those will be your three starting linebackers, depending on the, the scheme they use and how many they put out there. But who goes in after that? Who's gonna jump up? Is it gonna be someone like Davion Crouch, a freshman? Is it going to be someone like Owen McGowan or Casey, uh, Casey McFinney, who are redshirt freshmen? Jalen Blackwell, who's a uh, redshirt freshman as well. So you got a couple guys there. On the defensive back front, could it be someone like Jalen Cheek, who was a highly regarded recruit who came to Boston College, but didn't really play all that much last year? You know, with Brandon Sebastian and Sean Asbury gone and uh, JT Thompson the third, there's going to be some spots on that defensive back Um depth chart to play or could it be Jalen Williams who is that you know the BC football player who just set a track record um, out there could he jump up and then you look at the safety position because there's also space there could Steve Lubisher or Connor Grieco finally get their spot or will it be someone else up there like Jamira Jones they call him Bugs you know he's a redshirt freshman there's all these different names at different positions that they're hungry, and Halfley has made it part of his uh, culture to, uh, you know, really push for com competition. And that competition starts at spring practice, and that's where guys can jump up and start to get those snaps with the first team, get those snaps with the second. Hey, even on the second team, it only takes one injury for those guys to jump up to the first team, right? So I'm I'm very interested to see what names start to pop up 
during spring practice. What new names could we see on that two deep who could play a big role heading into 2022? So that I think is our final, um, you know, storyline heading into this. Obviously, we're going to also want to see all these new coaches, right? You know, Jeff Halfley has almost an entirely new offensive staff. I can't wait to hear. We already talked to John McNulty, the offensive coordinator, but we haven't yet talked to Savon Huggins, who's doing the running backs. We haven't talked to Daryl Wyatt, who hasn't officially been announced yet, uh, the wide receivers coach, or Dave Duglielmo, who I he just, I, just looking at him, I can't wait to hear what he has to say, the new offensive line coach. So getting a chance to also talk to these players and coaches to see, you know, how the offseason went, how they're feeling. Like here, hearing from Phil Dracovic, how his hand's feeling. I mean, we all saw what he looked like those last couple of games. It would be nice to hear, you know, four months later how his hand is feeling and how healed it feels, how it feels to grip a football, things like that. So that's our talk on football. Now this weekend, there's a lot of football and, I mean, basketball and hockey as well. Uh, I have to, I totally forgot to bring up Women's lacrosse, who had they come from behind victory on Wednesday against UVA, they started off slow, and then Charlotte North took over, had six goals. They outscored them thirteen uh, UVA thirteen to five in the second half and earned their victory. A little tighter than you'd want because BC has been blowing out everyone, but hey, that's a that's a character building win right there. Now BC hockey. They have a two-game series against BU this weekend, and hopefully they can get a win out of this because I can't wait for the season to, to end. Ba- uh, uh, baseball has a three-game series this weekend event against George Mason, uh, Pre- Presbyterian, and UC, uh, USC Upstate. Um, so they got a three-game series. Hopefully they can figure some stuff out, especially that bullpen. And basketball, they return home for senior night against Clemson, who uh, the SI Clemson site just said P.J. Hall, one of their star players, is possibly going to miss the game due to an injury. That would be a big blow for the Tigers. We'll have all our recaps of everything happening this weekend, including any breaking news, up on our show on Monday. You're going to want to check out Locked On BC to find out all your news. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On BC or at AJ Black underscore BC. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to us on YouTube. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.